We are bringing back the Lombardi Trophy to Philadelphia. The greatest fans of the world have their Super Bowl. Hello, welcome back to the British Eagles podcast. It's our first ever British Eagles fan focus. And joining me today is Rich Andrew. Hi, Rich. Hey, how's it going, mate? You all right? Yes, I'm very well. Thank you very well. Thank you for joining us. Oh, lots to to talk about um, in this show. So I'm going to kick off and go straight into it with the, the biggest question for you. You were out in Philly for the Super Bowl. How was it? Oh, man, ridiculous, ridiculous. I, I've got to say, honoured to be the uh, first English uh, or British Eagles fan to be on there, so uh, appreciate that. But, yeah, Philly was immense, buddy. Um, it's just one of those things, that I, it's so difficult to put it into words, but just the that feeling of elation after winning, you know, the final whistle goes and just legging it out of the bar and just running to uh, to Broad Street. Um, with my Nottingham uh, British, you know, the Union Jack Eagles flag flying above my head as well. Um, was was something else. It just uh, yeah had to be done. It had to do that trip. <laughs> so how did it come about then? Obviously, I know there are fans out there who who went across and went to the actual game. How did it come about? Where did the thoughts come from to fly across to Philly for it? Yeah, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because most people, when you're talking about, oh, we're thinking we might go across to watch the game, like, oh, you're going to Minnesota? It's like, no, actually, <laughs> um, don't know what it was, but I just always been a fan for years. I just always just thought, how amazing would it be to be in Philadelphia to see. The, you know when they win the first Super Bowl, um, the thought of actually going to the, to the literally to the game didn't really cross my mind. I just wanted to be in the city. Um, we've had some good times. We've been over a couple of trips before that to watch some games, and just the way the city sort of is, just the the, the the vibe of the city, the way people we've met have embraced us. It just just felt so right. And then as the season was ticking along, when you start to you don't really want to say it out loud, but you start kind of going, if we get to the Super Bowl this year, it would be quite nice to be there. So. So, yeah, it was just a combination of that. And then as it got, uh, you know, about uh, the championship game, you know, by the second half, we were cruising, wasn't we? So it was kind of, we was already on, on the internet looking at accommodation and, uh, and flights. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then got it booked and uh, away you go. Just absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'm so pleased that I went there. I know you went to Minnesota, didn't you? But uh, uh, which would have been incredible. But Philly was, uh, Philly was where I wanted to be. And I've heard loads of stories about how, crazy Philly was you mentioned you went on to Broad Street was it as crazy as people said well it kind of was but it, it was blown out of all proportion I saw like BBC afterwards was saying like we were rioting it's like no nah, not really there was a couple of people being a bit mischievous but um it was just it was incredible just like I said everyone just congregated on, on Broad Street all the way down we, we came up from South Street or just a few blocks from South actually and then kind of made our way towards City Hall which is um kind of you know focal point as well and and it was just good fun. It was really good natured. Everyone was just singing, you know, flags going, you know, fireworks coming off and people climbing on bus shelters and stuff. And, you know, it did get a little bit uh, larry, you know, up down near City Hall, people were pulling down like traffic lights, you know, signal um, posts and stuff like that. So that was a bit daft. And uh, it was a, we just missed the, um, the awning to one of the hotels collapsing. That was in a wreck by the time we got there. Um, and then there was some huge, like ridiculously big um, plant pots down the street just on South Broad and uh, and they had been pushed over. But we actually saw people pushing them back up. So there was just a few people getting a bit bit giddy, but there was hardly any any arrests from what I'm aware of. And uh, we got pictures with police and all sorts. So it was uh, it was good natured. It's because uh, it's Philly. People are going to say it was worse than what it was, aren't they? Absolutely. Now, you mentioned earlier you've got the Union Jack flag um, with Nottingham written on it and the fact that you're an <laughs> Eagles fan. 
how many conversations did you get into with um, Philly fans out there and what, what sort of um, thoughts did they have on the fact that you'd flown across to Philly for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I, I find initially when you're first talking to people, it takes them a while to actually for the penny to really drop that why you're there. They just kind of go, oh, that's nice. You're an Eagles fan and you're just here. And it's like, no, I'm here because of the game. And, you know, that's when we've been over to the games before as well. It does take them a while. They, they just think you're a tourist that's popping to the game um, without realising that the main reason for the trip is to watch the, watch the Eagles. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there was a few people we know who had met from other trips. So it was kind of they just they just absolutely loved it. Uh, but other people, yeah, it just it takes a little while. But once they start realizing why you're there and, and you know the nature of the flag and stuff, it, it's certainly a conversation starter. Brilliant. So, I know I've done things a little bit back to front. So I'm going to talk to you now about how you got started with the Eagles. But I'm going to come back to your various trips to uh, Philadelphia for the game. So, for you as an Eagles fan, why and where did it all start? It's uh, it's always that that question, isn't it? And. Uh, I don't know. There was so you know when you when you getting into any sport, no matter what age you are. I mean, I was probably about 11, 12 years old when I first kind of got a glimpse of American football through a buddy of mine. Um, you just you just sitting there, you're just watching it. You, you you don't really know what's going on, and and you know I think they kind of chose me a little bit. I'm just remember seeing some highlight packages. I don't know when you got into it, but around that sort of time, it was like an hour magazine program every week, and that's all we got. Um, unless you wanted to go to a news agent to buy, like, the, was it Gridiron or something, the magazine? I can't remember now. But, uh, but yeah, so anyway, around that time, watching this, that, and the other, and then suddenly, just one week, I just saw a flash of Randall Cunningham just escaping the pocket and, and doing ridiculous things that no other quarterback I'd seen uh, had done. You know, all the other quarterbacks were, were, were very much, um, you know, central casting, weren't they? You know, Mm. You know, white, big jaw, you know, all the rest of it, pocket passes. And then suddenly Randall Cunningham was just running for his life and looking incredible. Um, so I think that was what kind of pricked my uh, kind of, you know, my interest in them. And then from there, you start to get to know suddenly it was that era of Reggie White, you know, Jerome Brown. Um, I, sadly, I kind of just missed him a little bit. It was just on the edge of, um, of him um, after he died. But then that that defense, some of the some of the offensive players as well. It was just yeah. They, as soon as I saw Randall, that was it. And then once I got to know a little bit about, about the team, and it was um, yeah, <laughs> it's history. Now Eagles fans have um, been blessed in terms of you know they've had various teams that have reached the playoffs since the two th- you know since early two thousands. You've obviously supported the team since the the early nineties, which means you were following the team during that mid nineties period where. There was a, you know, a lack of wins for, for want of a better phrase. What were your thoughts then during the mid nineties? Were you regretting picking the team, or how how did that go? Um, I, I probably kind of mid nineties. I kind of just faded away a little bit, not necessarily on results, but it was always so difficult to follow. Um, so unless you really made an effort, it was quite difficult to know what was going on. And I do remember that era a little bit. You know, the the, the Coy Detmers and you know, I forget the other name, one of the quarterbacks now. But there were some pretty ordinary players around that time. Um, so you, you're kind of trying to cling on to it, but it wasn't really until until McNabb. I think it's probably McNabb's, McNabb's second year um, that kind of you know you really started following it with the kind of passion I follow with, with now. Before then, it was I was definitely an Eagles fan. I was kind of keeping an eye out of what they were doing, but it wasn't absolute life and death at that point. Uh, but as as it went on, it uh, more and more, and it, it just kind of jumping back a little bit. I think another thing that absolutely clinched me as well. I don't know how he did it, but my dad had a contact through work that somehow after probably six months of saying I, I support Eagles came home one night with an Eagles uh, banner, you know, one of them little triangular banners and a little pin badge of the, the old Eagles logo and, mm-hmm. and a calendar. So 
again, once you've got a little bit of merchandise, that's it, isn't it? You've, you've got to be that team then. Absolutely. And you've got a, a good track record in picking your sports teams as a fellow Nottingham Forest <laughs> fan. So you, you obviously uh, pick your sports teams well. We do. We, we like to have our teams that give us a lot of pain, don't we? That we really have to earn that uh, <laughs> the successes. Yeah, but unfortunately, we've not had Forest give us that success <laughs> yet. So I think that's a good few years away yet. Yeah, but at least the birds brought it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, go, going back to the birds then, um, you've been out to Philly to watch the game. So when was your first game and, and which game was it? Um, it was uh, unbelievable. I could not have picked any better. Um, Snowball, December the 8th, right, 2013. Okay. So how good is that? <laughs> you just can't pick a better first game than that. Um, so what were your memories of, of going out there? Um, I mean, it was just so exciting. I, the first thing was getting into the airport and actually, you know, you know, stern-looking fella in customs basically saying, what's the nature of your trip? And I was just like a giddy little teenager just turning around going, oh, I'm here to see the Eagles. And uh, he uh, actually cracked a smile out of someone in customs, which I think is pretty uh, usually impossible for American <laughs> kind of custom control. So, so that was it. And then it was just amazing just getting to know the city, you know, go doing the usual, go for a cheese day, go see Rocky. You know, the things you've got to do on your first trip, it's like going to, you know, see Buckingham Palace the first time you come to London, isn't it? Mm. Um, so it was just so much fun. The city was so open. You know, it was just random strangers saying hello just because you've got an Eagles hat on. Um, and it just couldn't have been a friendlier city. But then, you know, the game itself was just ridiculous. I mean, it was forecast a little bit of snow. We got there a few hours before and went to Xfinity near the stadium. And, you know, it's it's all good. And then suddenly a little flurry of snow suddenly, you know, turns into eight inches of snow before kickoff. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we planned to go in the stadium early as well to go and see everything and see the players warming up. But the, uh, we started chatting to some really, really friendly locals who ended up buying us a lot of beer in Xfinity. We didn't get into the ground until about five minutes before kickoff. Um, <laughs> so, it was just unreal, mate. It was just crazy. We was in the upper tier for the first half as well. Could not see a thing. Uh, but thankfully, those same guys got us into the lower tier, I think block 138 um, for the second half. So it was just just one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. What um, other games have you been to? Um, we So we just did the one game in that trip, the, uh, the early you know, Chip Kelly full of optimism era. Uh, but then we went back 2015. Um, we actually did a, a longer trip. We were supposed to go over with Buddy and his girlfriend, but longer, won't go into detail, but they couldn't make it in the end. So we, um, we went over, we flew into Boston for the Eagles-Patriots game uh, where we beat New England 35-28. That was uh, the game um, where it was just all about, we, offense couldn't score for, for you know, for loved the money, but it was um, it was all about kind of special teams and defense scoring. Was that Michael um, Jenkins' 99-yard interception return, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And my, and my girlfriend's going to kill me, but I've got to say this. We, we were up in the upper tier, um, of this, right near the edge of the stadium and, you know, dropping down to earth miles. It felt like it was miles away from the ground. Um, aluminium bottle of beer in my hand. Jenk picks it up, picks that ball off. He's running all the way. I'm, I'm jumping up and down with beer in my hand. And it took a while for my partner to realise what had happened. But just as Jenkins kind of crossed the, the end zone, probably for the best play I've ever seen still, um, she just smacks my bottle of beer out of my hand. And it, I'm kind of juggling it, hoping it doesn't go over the side of the stadium. Um, and it ended up landing in the, this uh, lap of a, a Patriots fan in front of me. So <laughs> it was not popular at that moment. But <laughs> pretty Fantastic. Funny, so then the Super Bowl, was that your third trip out to, to the States or...? Yeah, well, on that trip where we went to see the Patriots, we did actually do a little bit more. My mate's a Redskins fan, so actually after Boston, the next day was um, Monday Night Football for Redskins. So I had the the bad luck to go to, to Redskins without him. So we saw some Redskins Cowboys. It couldn't have been a worse game. 
Um, horrible stadium, horrible seats, just nothing good about that at all. But we saw that, and then then we took a trip up to oh, up, yeah, up to Philadelphia, where we saw them beat Buffalo. So at this point, it was three and zero for the trips we've been over. Uh, but then we ruined it by going to the week after the Cardinals game, and we got absolutely hammered. And that was the pretty much the start of the end for Chip Kelly. So, um, so it's three and one is my record in stadium. But I suppose it's four and one while you're over in the states if you count the Super Bowl. I think we should count that definitely. <laughs> definitely. Now, yeah. I speak to a lot of other Eagles fans on Twitter, and one of the things that you know they often talk about is what's the best way to get out there to watch the Eagles. So what? how did you do it? Did you um, go through a sports travel tour company? Did you book it all separately? How did that work out? Yeah, book it all separately. I've, I've kind of, you know, always enjoyed traveling, you know, backpack traveling sort of thing. So, so yeah, all, but all the times we've done it, it's just, you know, find a hotel through a provider, find the best flight you can get and just, just go for it. And then traveling, you know, we use Amtrak a little bit, a couple of internal flights when we've done it, but it's just, yeah, book it all separately. It's, it's just works out really easily. And, you, and you've got your, your flexibility to do what you want when you want then as well. Um, I imagine the tours are really, really good. Uh, but uh, but I'm, I'm probably, it's probably me being a bit tight as well, actually, <laughs> doing it myself. <laughs> so what about getting tickets? What would be your advice for, for people getting tickets? It's a good question, actually. I mean, when the first time we did it, I found it relatively easy to get tickets for so for the Detroit game um, in back in 2013, I think it was. That was just when the single game tickets went on sale. I jumped on and got them. 2015, again, did the same, uh, apart from the Patriots game. That was how I had to go for a, a reseller for that one. Uh, but it's not been that bad. But I think in the last year or so, probably because of how you know the success has been bubbling, hasn't it? That um, and especially this year, single game tickets just went on went um, mm. went on sale and, and went within minutes, didn't they? So I imagine it's trickier now uh, to get them. But it's we've not not really had that problem yet. Fantastic. Now, obviously, we won't talk about the. Uh... The Wembley game, obviously, you've you've got tickets for that as we were, we're talking just before we uh, <laughs> hit record. So uh, yeah, I know there's some Eagles fans who have had trouble getting hold of um, tickets for that game there. But like I say, we we won't go into it because uh, I'm sure that'll take up the the rest of our time that we've got here. So, <laughs> uh, so your girlfriend is an Eagles fan as well. Who was the Eagles fan first, and who got so who got um, the other one into the Eagles? Well, it was, it was yeah, it was me. I mean, I, I've just always watched it. So as we got you know got to know, she, you know, Sunday nights was was a football night basically. So so she soon <laughs> soon learned that. Um, and it, it it was back in that the first trip over to Philly actually. We we went over, didn't did a little bit of New York. Um, we'd been over to New York before, but then this was the first time we'd been to Philly. It was just you know I desperately wanted to go. So it was a um, you know mainly Philly, but we had a couple of days in New York as well. And I was kind of saying to her, look, you know, you're getting into the sport. She'd been to one Wembley game. And it was just, look, yeah, pick your own team. I don't want to force you into it. Pick your own team. And she flirted a little bit with the Jets, um, just not seriously, just, you know, pondering a little bit. And then as soon as she got to Philly, you know, within, it felt like, you know, within hours of being in the city, it was just, I'm an Eagles fan. That's it. Um, and, and she's been locked in ever since. And she's probably been quite a little, you know, quite a bad influence. So, you know, when we was thinking about being in Philly for the Super Bowl, you know, I suddenly start getting a bit sensible and going, oh, can we do this? And she's like, yeah, of course we can. Um, so, <laughs> So, yeah, I've got a lot to thank her for now as well. So I've created a bit of a monster. So talk to me about the Eagles merchandise that you've got then. What can what, what can what do you wear on game day? Do you wear the same thing or what have you got? Um, it depends, really. I mean, I've got a couple of jerseys. I, I need to freshen up on that one. I've, I had a McNabb. I've got my old retro Cunningham. And then I, I got a Connor Baldwin one as well, which is, a, you know, it was a... It was a, it was a safe jersey for a while, wasn't it? But uh, I need to freshen up. I haven't got a, got a new one yet. 
Um, the, 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 the mega store, you know, the club store after the Super Bowl didn't have that many jerseys with the Super Bowl um, logo on it. So I didn't really freshen up too much there. But we've got a few Super Bowl champs uh, T-shirts and tops and stuff like that now and a few retro jumpers and this, that and the other. But uh, yeah, they're kind of the usual bits, you know. Um, a few banners. No, well, definitely got the Super Bowl banner. What are they, It's banners, isn't it? You know, the triangular ones, whatever they call them. Penance. Sort of penance, that's the one. Yeah, we've got Super Bowl penance as well. And yeah, I, I think my favourite thing I've got, it's not necessarily what we wear, but I, I've got my, the newspaper, the, uh, the the Inquirer front page framed from Snowball um, from our first game. So, All right, okay. So that's, that's pride of uh, possession at the top of the stairs. I look at it every day, so uh, that's nice. And you bought some papers while you were out there for the Super Bowl as well, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I think half my suitcase. I, I offered it out just to a few guys I'm in a, in a fantasy league with, and then it kind of got a bit out of control. And I think we ended up bringing about 15, 16 copies of the uh, the Inquirer home. And have they gone all out, all out have they? Yeah, posted them all over. I think your uh, your colleague Stuart's got one. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that everybody felt like got one. I, I could have easily doubled that and uh, and and supplied the you know the good folks of England with, uh, with another <laughs> Lord knows how many copies. So yeah, it was quite funny actually. Just kept going into the same shop near the hotel every day. That they, they thankfully just kept having a few copies left over. So four dollars a piece, I suppose. They were quite happy to keep selling them. Absolutely, yeah. As long as they're getting the money, they don't care how many they sell <laughs> exactly. to you. Do they? Yeah. Now, yeah, you mentioned a couple of the uh, merchandise bits that you've got are the retro bits. So I want to ask you about Kelly Green and Midnight Green. Which one do you prefer? Difficult, difficult. I know Midnight Green's kind of tweaked, been tweaked a little bit over the years, hasn't it? So it's, it's kind of changed. I think the jerseys at the minute look just, they look sublime. I mean, we, we've got one of the best uniforms going. I don't really, I don't think people can complain, you know, argue with that. Um, but we just we desperately need to get that second helmet sorted so we can wear the Kelly Green as at least a throwback. Um, it needs to happen, doesn't it? I, I'm not necessarily going to go to the we need to wear it all the time. I like the Midnight Green. It's kind of the future, isn't it, of, of you know who we are. Um, but we definitely need to be able to use that Kelly Green occasionally. No, I agree. And as soon as they get that second helmet sorted and get the Kelly Green as a, a throwback jersey or an alter, alternate jersey, whichever one they do, the amount of money they will make on people <laughs> buying the jerseys is going to be ridiculous. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's the thing at the moment, the, the throwbacks, they've only got two or three throwbacks. You know, they've got like the Cunningham, the Reggie White, and then and weirdly, um, the, um, oh, I forget his name, the old wide receiver. Uh, he only spent his rookie year in Philly, didn't he? The Hall of Famer. I forgot his name now. You know what I'm talking about. But uh, but yeah, if they had other, other, other those jerseys, you know, if they had like Seth Joyners and others, or even just some of the more recent ones when they did the throwbacks a few years back, didn't they? Mm. Um, I remember Selleck was, a, it was a, you know, the, the Deshaun Jackson, Shady McCoy, Selleck sort of era, wasn't it? They, they did a game in it. Yes, it uh, was, yeah. Mike Vick yeah, running around. It looked amazing. It. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you, if they still sold those, I mean, it just would be just take my money. Um <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they they need to do that pretty soon, and uh, but uh, but no, I, 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 I do like the midnight green. I think we've got to keep it like that. Okay, moving away from merchandise and and uh, team colours, what have been your thoughts on the off season so far with um, the, the sort of free agency period, the trades, and the draft? It's been a strange off season, hasn't it? Really, we, 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 I think every time we kind of, you know, every other year we get really excited because the season's ended in December or very early January. So we kind of focus so much, and it, and it and it becomes the most important thing ever who we bring in in free agency, who our draft picks are. But this year it's it's kind of we just we just seem okay this year, don't we? We seem like you know, well, roster's already stocked. Um, we're kind of looking to the future, really, aren't we? For when Carson gets his contract and. 
you know, when we need to be a little bit younger. Uh, but yeah, overall, it's been good. We've, you know, we've upgraded a little bit, haven't we? I mean, Torrey Smith has had a pretty good year, especially playoffs, but, you know, hopefully Mike Wallace will, will do a little bit more. Um, it's nice to see Sproles come back. Nice to see all those injured boys come back, actually, isn't it? Um, and the draft, uh, you know, God, it's good. He's going to contribute early, isn't he? Because of uh, obviously losing Brent Selleck. But the rest of it's just a little bit, just depth, isn't it? Um, the off season, uh, you know, maybe a couple of big ones with people like Mike, Michael Bennett and stuff. But it's just been quite a steady. It's been it's a nice off season, isn't it? When you don't have to worry too much about things. Yeah, that's it. You hear, you know, other podcasts, Eagles podcasts and things like that. And they say, we don't care about the off season. We're Super Bowl champions. The roster is loaded. Yeah. I actually don't care what goes on. I think all the focus <laughs> for, it, for the Eagles fans was on the draft was, you know, what were they going to do in Dallas? And obviously um, there, there was a surprise apparently for the first round, but they obviously they traded out. So um, I've not seen anything about what that surprise was, whether Jason Kelsey was going to come back out in his costume. <laughs> and Lance, I've got no idea. But then, Obviously, David Akers in the in the second round um, sort of gave it to the Dallas fans, didn't he? Yeah, he did us all proud, didn't he? I know there was a lot of talk, wasn't it? It's like, what on earth are we doing? We're going into Dallas for the draft and we're, we're letting a kicker do our pick. You know, it's <laughs> disgraceful. And uh, Akers just, he, he, he grabbed hold of that and killed it. So, couldn't he? You know, he's up there with uh, with uh, Jason Kelsey for the Mummers uh, parade thing, I reckon. So, yeah, it was, it was just awesome. And, and to get a guy called Dallas as well, which was pretty funny. It seemed like they wanted to pick as well, didn't they? Yeah, they, there was a, a definite sort of uh, thought that Dallas were going to pick Dallas um, yeah. with their pick. So to, to jump ahead of Dallas in Dallas, to select Dallas was... Uh, was quite nice to say that we'd missed out on that whatever that treat was for the the first round pick. So obviously, you know, all these off season moves are, are being made with with the next season ahead. What are your your thoughts about the next season? When you know Carson Wentz in particular, how do you think he's he's going to bounce back after that injury? Um, he just seems to be uh, just you know well on the road, doesn't he? He just seems to be such a just just one of them special sort of guys. Um, some people just have that that physical ability. He just seems to be healing very very well. Um, well on the road to recovery, like I say. So pretty confident that he's going to come back. Obviously, he's. I'm not saying he's going to have to change the way he plays. I don't want to see that. He, he plays the way he plays the game of football. So I'm not a big fan of people saying he needs. You know, people need to change. Um, he's going to. He's going to take his hits, isn't he? As simple as that. Um, but I, I hope he's going to be fit for the start. But we've got the best insurance policy in the league at the minute, haven't we? And uh, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. So. Um, you have to keep dropping that in, don't you? When you, you mentioned Nick Foles, by the way, you have to keep saying <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> so, well, it's like um, if you're uh, in this country, if you get knighted, you can't mention them without saying <laughs> Sir. So uh, exactly. I, I think it's exactly the same. If you if you say Nick Foles' yeah. name, you have to mention that he's Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so yeah, Carson, I'm really confident in it. I mean, he was just. I think people are forgetting how good he was. Uh, not Eagles fans necessarily, but I think other people around the league are forgetting a little bit how good he was before Nick Foles came and just blew things away. Um, so yeah, so quarterback situation, I'm confident in. Obviously, just fingers crossed that he does, you know, he doesn't have any setbacks, um, and he and he does just take his time. He doesn't need to play week one if he doesn't need to, um, or if he's not quite ready. We've got Foles, that's why we've kept him on. Um, although saying that, I, st- I still wouldn't be massively surprised if if, if we have another Teddy Bridgewater scenario. Um, where somebody goes down late, where you know somebody might overpay for for Nick Foles, but but who knows? But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm optimistic. As for the team itself, you know we have to be looking to compete again, don't we? There's nowhere in the world we, we anything other than playoffs would be what we'd be expecting uh, this coming year. So there's a definite chance we can we can repeat and 
not many teams can say that when they're when they've you know been on the run like we've had. Who do you think the the biggest challenger is in the NFC East? That's a toughie, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> that's uh, there's no one really that's jumping out. I mean, Dallas have got you know Dallas and New York have both got the big name weapon, haven't they? You know, in, in Zeke or, uh, or or Odell Beckham, you know, but they've got they've, all the teams have just got their their massive issues. Uh, you know, Dallas is just just a bit of a mess, uh, but you know they're probably probably going to be the rival this year. Washington just Redskins just Redskins, don't they? They just don't seem to be able to organise themselves and get themselves in a good situation. Uh, Giants have got the offense apart from Eli, um, which was brilliant that they didn't draft a quarterback high this year, um, because that's going to really screw them up down the line as well, isn't it? Um, but no, I, I don't really see. I've, you know, I don't want to get you know cocky or anything, but I don't really see the NFCs being a being a much of a challenge for us this year. Fingers crossed. Um, it's, it's who else is in the NFC that's going to be. I think who we need to be looking out for. That's the thing. You look you look ahead to next season. The NFC looks absolutely stacked, doesn't it, in terms yeah. of the teams? So now looking ahead to London, obviously you've got tickets. The Eagles are coming across. What what is it you're looking forward to about this October? I think bizarrely, it's, I want to see the Philly, you know, fans from Philadelphia coming over and enjoying London and just kind of, you know, just seeing them and, you know, just kind of repaying a little bit of that, um, you know, the way I've been treated and Fiona's been treated when we've gone over there. Um, you know, some people we know that we're hoping want to see might be coming over and, and just want to show people around. I just can't wait for that. I don't think London and England have seen a proper fan base yet. Um, you know, I think Raiders were pretty good. They were probably the best, my favourite fan base mm-hmm. of all the teams that have come across. I've not been to every game, but I've been to a fair few. Um, but I don't, I honestly don't think we've, we've seen a real awesome fan base until Philly comes over you know you just know we're going to take over the stadium um and it's yeah it's just going to be so exciting isn't it I mean it'd be nice to see a couple you know some of the players if they do some signings or if there's any opportunities to go and have a look at the training or anything like that. I don't know I think they do stuff like that don't they with, with some groups so I have to get your British Eagles uh you know authorized see if we can uh, get involved but it's I think mainly it's getting the Philly guys over and just um you know just kind of being around them in London and just shouting them a beer or two yeah, no, that's what I'm looking forward to as well. It, it, the the Eagles fans coming across and you know hopefully doing a, a bit of a takeover on on London. It's going to be uh, pretty epic to see. Now, yes, this is the British Eagles podcast, um, but I know there's been a lot of activity on you from on on Twitter recently um, about your cousin. So, um, do you want to just oh, talk okay. us yeah. through um, a little bit about that? And obviously, we can um, point people in the right direction if they if they want to get involved. Yeah, that's massively appreciated. Yeah, um, yeah, cousin, little kid, Liam Andrew, he's only five years old. Um, we found out about two or three weeks ago that he's got a brain tumour. It's got DIPG. Um, we can hopefully we can post the link. It'll have all the information there. But but this 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 type of brain tumour means that he's he's got a prognosis really of, of nine to twelve months. That's pretty much all he's got, and that's including the radiotherapy he's, he's having at the minute, which kind of buys him a little bit of time. Um, we're raising as much money as possible for him just to see uh, if we can get him on some trial treatments. Uh, there are things in America, Mexico, elsewhere. Um, you know, there's something out there, hopefully, that will give him a chance to, to at least extend his life or, you know, if not, find find a treatment for it. Um, so, so yeah, we're just, we're just working around the clock at the minute trying to organise loads of events, raise as, you know, as much money as possible because it's going to need a ridiculous amount of money um, for these treatments. So, uh, so yeah, if anyone uh, if anyone went, wants to listen to this and, you know, see the links and whatnot, if they can, you know, share it or, or donate if they can, then uh, massively appreciate it. Obviously, we'll share it from the, the British Eagles social media as well. But what are your social media handles just if people want to, to get in touch with you? 
Oh, okay. Yeah, at Rich Andrew. I was early on Twitter, so just at Rich Andrew. Fantastic. Rich, thank you very much for your time. Um, it's really appreciated, and I'm, hopefully there's um, Eagles fans out there in in the UK who are you know, looking ahead to planning their trips to Philadelphia or heading down to London and um, hopefully taking all the advice on board. Yeah, hope, yeah, hope to see them all down there. And I've just got to say, I'll be in trouble if I don't, but I'm also ob- obviously looking forward to seeing all the guys I've got to know, who are the, the British Eagles or Eagles sort of fans based in England that we do fancy football with. Obviously looking forward to seeing all them down there and uh, probably trying to take over Passyunk Avenue as well in, uh, in London. Fantastic. Cheers, Rich. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers, Willie. So a huge thank you to Rich for joining us on the British Eagles podcast and being the first British Eagles fan focus. If you want to get involved, hit us up on Twitter at British Eagles or go onto the website and fill in the contact form and get in touch with us that way. Until next time, fly Eagles fly. (laughs) 